Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. This is episode number 494. We're almost at 500. It's been a fun ride. Today is another marketing review with John Marco. Four locations in New Jersey. I went over his website, Instagram, TikTok a little bit, Facebook. We talked about his marketing strategy, what he's doing now. He asked a couple great questions in this podcast that I think is going to really be helpful to you as well. And overall, I thought this was a really good marketing review. The video is available over on YouTube if you want to go over to our YouTube channel and check out the visuals that go along with this audio, but you don't need to. If you wanted me to do a marketing review for your business, uh, go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash marketing. That'll bring you over to our calendar and you can just pick a date from what's available and hop on there. I don't know if there's too many available abilities for the rest of this year. You may have to hop in in 2024, but there may be a couple spots. I don't know. Go check it out. Also, thanks to our sponsor for today, Stanislaus. Food products, great company, family-run business. You know them. You love them. They have a ton of great products. They're at every show. Go stop by the booth. They probably have one of the best booths at any show you go to because they put on a show, and they value their customers just like you value your customers, and they're always there to help you build your business with marketing ideas or their email newsletter or what they post on social media. But they also have great products, and it all starts there. Great family-run company. I very much appreciate them being part of the Smart Pizza Marketing family as well. Go check them out. Stanislaus.com is their website. Thank you to them. We did our first watch party, so to speak. Well, not a watch party. We watched it. There's this movie. It's called Pizza the Movie. It actually came out in 2008. Very funny movie, by the way. If you're looking for something to get you a couple chuckles or to watch about the pizza industry and like how PMQ and pizza today kind of formed not so much a friend, uh, the anti friendship you should say, because they don't like each other. Uh, this is kind of this documentary of why that happened. It was so interesting to watch this and we did it as a watch party inside of SPM pro smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash pro. This is a pizza community for you. I'm building this community of pizza folks who are looking to grow their business market, all that stuff. There is a paid version, which is the pro but if you go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash pro, you can join the free community. I said, you know what? I'm going to have a section because not everybody can afford to join pro or needs to join pro or wants to join pro. For the calls with me, the deep dives into marketing courses, maybe you just like, you know what? I'm a pizza pop-up. I don't have money to pay for pro or a consultant, but I do want to be part of the pizza community. There's a free version in there. There's some chats. There's some questions in there. And then we did this live watch party of this movie, Pizza, the movie. And it was pretty funny. Some uh, cameos from Tony Gimignani and Steve Green and Bill from Pizza Today. Pretty pretty funny if I do say so myself. Go check that out. The recording is available inside of Pro. If you want to go do that, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash pro. All right, so let's get into this. After all that's said and done, let's get into this marketing review with John Marco. I think you're going to like this one. All right, John Marco, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. I'm not welcome. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for doing this. I appreciate you kind of hanging out with me here today. So we're going to go over your website, your marketing. I'm going to let you fire any questions at me. But before we do bring up your website here and kind of get started on this review, um, give me a little bit of information about your business and like what your guys' goals are when it comes to marketing it and what you need help with. Our business is called Master Pizza. We are in the northern New Jersey area. We have four locations now, and our first one opened probably a little over 30 years ago, in the 1990s. 
our marketing goals, I recently have just taken over as, as our marketing guides, family owned, family operated for, like I said, the better part of 30 years. Our goal really is to be the best option in our area. We want customers, the clientele, people who live in the area to think of us as the first choice when it comes to food, takeout, delivery, pickup, pizza, pasta, salads, all that kind of stuff. There's obviously a lot of competition for pizzerias in New Jersey, New York, and right. we want to be their first choice. Okay. Are you just recently taken over the marketing or have you been doing it for a while? Uh, better part of a couple months. I want to say four or five months. I was going to go back to school and family business is a family business. So I have to step in and do things when I pulled you back needed. in. Yes. Just when I'm out, <laughs> they pulled me back in. So right, yes, just recently. All right, cool. So you've been doing the Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. That's what you're, you, what you do. Yes. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook for the better part of four to four months, I would say. We do text specials, email marketing, as well as mass mail marketing. Those are our main points, our main platforms there, as well as okay. this website. This website I designed, uh, we use Wix for this. Okay. What about, uh, who do you use for text? Text messaging is, I believe, e-mobile platform is the name of it. It's okay. uh, something that was handed down to me as I took over. And what about uh, email. Do you do that through your online ordering or point of sale system? No, we use Mailchimp. And what point of sale system do you use? It is Revention POS. Okay. Do they have email through them? They they don't, but we use Hunger Rush for online ordering. They have email. Okay. Just writing all this down while we go. All right. Excellent. So, what's the goal for you guys when it comes to like marketing? I I mean, other than like, don't say race sales because that's everybody's goal. What I mean, like, is like when it comes to Instagram, it comes to TikTok. Like, how is your business going? Is it growing month over month? Like, is there a strategy behind your posting, what you post about, the ideal outcome for the post? And like, does it integrate with text and email that you do? Give me a little strategy session here of what you guys think about on a weekly basis when it comes to marketing. Our general strategy is to increase engagement and increase visibility in order to increase visibility on social media you have to increase engagement because that's what really drives the posts out there in the first place so that's creating more engaging content fun content spicing things up it's it's our virtual menu so to speak it's okay. also where we promote our specials um for example today is world pasta day so we have a special out for world pasta day buy one get one free pasta that is our promotion strategy there if that makes any kind of sense to you yeah okay perfect yeah you're looking for engagement on social media for awareness then you can drive traffic to online ordering and then then you can kind of get people to order more through text and email yes what who who takes the content that you post on Instagram and social media? You take that or do you have somebody in the restaurants that does it and sends it to you? We used to have someone who did it and we had, I guess, uh, residual posts from that. I recently started doing it. I have a iPhone 12 camera that I use very basic. It's a, it's a quality camera and I'll go in while I'm working in the stores or if I'm passing by, take pictures in the morning as the pizza is coming out of the oven or have, you know, chefs make me this food this dish this entree i'll take pictures of that it's, it's mostly me at this point okay and how often are you in the store doing that at least once a week and i try and okay. get enough content for the coming weeks just in case for some reason i'm not there okay so your your website looked good there was a link to your online ordering um which you said uses hunger rush right correct you have your locations on your website 
you have the addresses, you have a sign-up sheet for uh, leave a review or tell us how you're doing. You have your menu on there, links to your social media, hours of operation. So good job on that. It's mobile friendly. Good job. I don't think there's too much to go over on your website. It's pretty self-explanatory there. Um, let's hop over to your Instagram. So your Instagram is masterpizzanj. Uh, that's the URL. Correct. You got 8,000 followers, which is good. And you're following 3,100 people. I like how your bio here says... It's like listed out, right? So you can t tell the locations of your existing restaurants, and it says voted, uh, vote Master Pizza, the best pizza, uh, the best of Essex County. Link below. So you want people to go vote there. What is this your link? Does this go to like your website or does it go to somebody else's website? That goes to a separate website. We were just, like I said, nominated best pizza in Essex County. We want to win the contest, of course. So that takes us to Essex County's. Uh, page where all the pizzerias are listed. This takes us directly to our pizzerias listing where they can click vote for us and then leave a review. And on that page specifically, there is a link to our website in case they want to check us out. All right, perfect. So I like it. So that's a temporary thing. You're doing it for a while. This contest is going on. Yeah, it actually ends at the end of this month. So, okay, perfect. All right, let's go through the content. So are you doing stories? I see a story here. I'll be honest, I don't love this story because it's tiny. So uh, an old guy like me who reads that, I'm going to need to put my glasses on, right? I'm not going to be able to see that. So just think about how people are viewing your content when you do post it. It's going to be on a little tiny mobile device. So any words, any text needs to be big enough for them to see. The other thing, I don't love posts that have text on them on Instagram. You know, Facebook's a different story. Um, but on Instagram, I would love all of your posts to be either a photo, just the food, or e even better, a reel. Because reels are a great way right now. This may change in the future, but right now, today, when we're recording this, reels help you get exposure to people who are not following you. Mm -hmm. Any of these photos may work with your existing followers, but it's not going to get pushed out to people who don't follow you. Okay. So if I was to give you one piece of advice for your Instagram content, use all of these pictures of like your $15 master pizza special, put that in the stories because it's not going to get shown. It's not going to get seen to anybody who doesn't follow you already anyway. And the most likely the person who sees this and is like, you know what? I'm going to order master pizza tonight because of this special. They're going to be following you in the stories anyway. Right. And then you could use this as a, a holder place for a nice photo of a pizza or even a, a reel. I think that would be much better for you to get exposure. It would make your feed look a little bit more um, pizza friendly too. Sure. I have a question there then. So for the story side of it, obviously we put out a special like that. We want as many of our clientele to see it as possible. If we use it as a standard Instagram picture, it'll go out or an Instagram post, it'll go out to all of our followers if we put it as a story it goes out to only the followers that click on the story would that at all hurt the amount of people that see the special does it hurt visibility in general so here's what i would do to increase that or maximize that exposure so this right here this photo right here is going to get so how instagram works is you put a post out it's going to show it to a certain percentage of your existing followers if those existing followers engage with it it'll show it to more if wow. more of those people engage with it it'll push it out to more people but if it gets kind of throttled back because not a lot of your existing followers engage with it. You got no shot of it. Anybody seeing it. I see. So what I would do is I would take this uh, and I'm pointing at my screen here because I'm getting animated. I would take this and I would do this as a picture of a pizza. And then in the con copy right here, we'll do exactly what you said. Hey, we just put a, a special out 
it's for today only. Go check out our story. You'll see the post in our stories if they're seeing this. So that way you get a chance for not only your existing customers to see the post in the caption, but potentially people who aren't following you. Okay. Because I can almost guarantee you right now that this post that I'm showing on my screen, which is a picture, it's almost like a picture that you created on like Canva or something, right? And it has words on it. There's no picture of a pizza. It's more of a, it's more of an ad. Uh, I can almost guarantee you that nobody outside of your existing clientele or follower count is seeing this picture. It's going to be a certain small percentage of the people who already follow you. Sure. That was the fear then. If I put it on the story, it would it would never reach anybody else. If I put it on the Instagram page, it might possibly get boosted out. But now you're saying that because of the, I guess, the poor quality of the post or the type it's of not, It's not, like it's a great graphic. I'm not saying it's poor quality. It just doesn't fit for what Instagram wants to show right. people outside of the people who are following you. Right, I see. Um, so the graphic itself is nice looking. It just doesn't fit on what Instagram's goals are. So if you put a picture of a pizza here and then write everything that's on this graphic in the ca caption following followed by, hey, go check out our story today. We just posted our special for the day. You can get people to go over to your story that wouldn't see it anyway. Right. Okay. So do that for all of these. And then you can look at your feed because then what happens is if someone discovers you, they're going to go look at your feed. And like these posts after the fact doesn't make really do anything for them right so if i see this and it's november or if it's january but i just found you today and i go look at your feed this doesn't help me but if these are all photos of videos and you talking about your menu and what you guys got going on and that all fits instagram like this one then it's like all right no matter what when i discover you i can go to your feed and like every single one of your posts because they're all relevant today okay and I think you'll do a much better job on these reaches. So instead of five and three and 24, you're going to get hundreds of likes versus 24 maximum. Right. You know and I mean? that was that was the goal when I, I started getting my way back into marketing for our business. Beforehand, it was a lot of those specials like the story you saw today. Those are weekly specials we put out Monday through Friday in the morning yeah. for lunch. That was a lot of what our Instagram feed was. So yeah. those extra videos you see on here, like the cannoli cream filled Zeppelin's or the other um, pictures of food, that was what I wanted to begin pushing. Yep. These it's other like this one you got here, right here, yeah. this one is great. Um, and then there was another one here. Like this is a good photo of your business right here. I like that. And this is the photo or video of you cutting a pizza. Like this is what I would love to see your whole Instagram feed be. Mm. It, Facebook's different. You could put these on Facebook. Like, I'm not going to say they're going to work great on Facebook, but this would work better on Facebook than it's going to work on Instagram. Sure. And we do cross post a uh, majority of these to our Facebook account as well. Yeah. And even like this, right? So instead of, um, let me just finish here and then we'll go over to Facebook. Um, but I think start there. And then how many times a day or a week are you posting? We aim to get one out once a day. Sometimes Perfect. we don't hit that. If if it's five times a week, if we skip a day or two, that happens sometimes, but once a day. Okay. I would try to do once a day if you can. I think the consistency that you show Instagram will help you. Definitely. Especially if you're going to start transitioning to more like this video over here. I like this one. This is good. You do this seven uh, times a week. You're going to get compounding exposure over time, which means the more consistent you are, the more Instagram is going to like you. Um, because you're doing good content, people are engaging, and you're consistent with it. It'll benefit you over time. Now, these kinds of posts I know draw engagement. What's the the number one 
type of post if it's really kind of tough to say but that that brings in engagement what are the posts that bring in the most engagement i'd say people in it like if you were in the restaurant making a pizza or describing like if i hit pause right here what's this pizza right here and i know listening to this audio it's not going to translate but if you go to youtube you can see what we're talking about this pizza or one of these pizzas right here is that just a specialty pizza or is that um just like a one topping pizza those are our specialty pieces that we do all right, so if you say, let's take an example. So if you were on camera and you would be like, hey, what's the name of this pizza right here? Do you know? Uh, you which are you talking about? Either one. Either one. I see buffalo chicken on the top. All right, so say this is how we make our buffalo chicken pizza. And it's like a video of you and you got the dough in front of you and you like start the process of making that buffalo chicken pizza from start to finish, put it in the oven, take it out, cut it, and you hold it up. Obviously, that's a condensed version of what the video would be, but you could do that in edited 15 to 30 seconds, right? Like that definitely. video would do fantastic. Okay, definitely. So if you had specials going on today, instead of this post where it's a, it can add, you could be like a video, it'd be like, hey, this pizza right here to a, whatever the special is, $15 Lodge pizza, you get one of these for 15 bucks today. Like have that be the video versus just this. And it would do well. And then you could be like, hey, check out our stories for more. Make sure you're following us on our stories for daily specials that we put out that you don't see on the feed here. Definitely. And that advertisement like post would be better for a story. Yeah, there. because that's it supplements what it, the video they've seen. Yeah, because it's a video. So there's no overlay and it's you. And that's what is native to Instagram. And it'll people will like those more and stop the scroll and watch. Got it. And then stories. I see you got one story here. I would do like if you can. I know it's a lot of work. Um, six to seven stories a day kind of showing a little behind the scenes of what you guys got going on. It doesn't have to be as raw. I mean, as like uh, as formatted in the storage, you can do whatever you want in there. Okay. There's no set agenda of like what a story needs to be. It just needs to be, you want to like space it out. So if someone's following you on Instagram, every once in a while, your circle, they, sh they see the color and it gets bumped to the front of their feed because they're following you. Sure. A friend of mine likes to describe it as a, a snapshot of, of what you're up to. So exactly. Yeah. If you're making something in the business, you want to take a story of it. That's a snapshot of, of what's going on in the business right now. 100%. And then Instagram archives all of those. So if you're like, oh, I'm not in there right now. I need to post something. Go back to your archive and maybe recall a post that you did a year ago and be like, hey, listen, back in the day, we did this last year. It, you know how you can pull up an old story and it shows the date down the bottom? Yeah. Just something that would engage somebody that they can always remember you by. People sure. are going to discover you from the posts you post in the feed, but they're going to buy from you from the stories. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's Instagram. Any other questions for that one? No, I think to... that's good. All right. Excellent. I think you're doing a, a good job there. Just keep it up with the uh, post. I like the ones that you do in here. Just do more of those. All right. So now we'll, we'll, I'll pull up your Facebook. Which one do you spend the most time on? Do you think Instagram? Me personally, Instagram. That which was, one do you think gets the most business for your your business? That's I would go towards Facebook there. So Facebook's the number one business drawer. It's been around longer, and yeah. the the content used to really be from Facebook, and then cross post from Facebook to Instagram before that was really a thing. Okay. So yeah, yeah, that's how it's go there. So we're scrolling here. So this one does pretty well. This is a real. You, so you just cross posting from Instagram over to Facebook. Essentially. So what what's working pretty good right now on Facebook is have you seen the post where 
it's text post, but it has a colored background. So if you can write a sentence and it has like a purple or a red or a blue background on it, but you can see it almost like as if it was a photo. I, I think I've seen the feature on Instagram where you could do a story with the background and text. I let me bring you to my, so this is my page right here. So this is like what I'm talking about. Kind of, if you go scroll through like one of these, so see how it has yes. a colored background and then yes. it has just a, uh, a sentence on it. These are working pretty well when it comes to like reach. So this one is a native one to Facebook. So if you go into create a post, you type something out down the bottom, there's going to be a little bar and it has these pictures of colors on it. And you could select one of those and then it'll impose that color in the background of that text. That's working really well on Facebook to get engagement. So what I would do is if I go back to your page, these ones I would have be that. So like $15 large Dunkin' Nona, I would have be that with the colored background because it's native to Facebook and Facebook likes those and it'll get engagement. Okay. Or every other post, like ask a question. If you go to ChatGPT, you, do you know what ChatGPT is? Yeah, we're all over that. <laughs> all right, so go to ChatGPT and at the prompt be like, hey, I want to, I want 10 Facebook post ideas that are questions. This is my business. This is who I'm trying to reach as an audience. Um, give me questions that are built to build engagement about a pizzeria that I own. It's going to give you 10. And of those 10, two may be good. So then what you do for the second prompt is you'd be like, you know what? These all kind of stink, but I like number two. Give me 10 more similar to the second one you did. And it's going to give you 10 similar to the one you liked. And then you keep doing that. And it'll forever give you ideas of questions you can ask that are built for engagement for Facebook. Okay. And then I would do every other post. And the cool thing about Facebook, which you can do on Instagram, but it's a lot easier on Facebook because you can schedule out those things. So you could sit down in front of your computer and for 20 minutes – you could do a post every single day that's a question and then also a post every single day that's not a question, but it's like a sales thing. And you can have two posts a day going out to Facebook that you've done in 20 minutes and you can kind of set it and forget it. Yeah. Instead of having to post every single day. No, I'm with you there. That makes more sense. And then you just have to worry about engagement. Like if someone comments or if someone likes it, you're there to kind of be social on it. Now, one of our challenges with Facebook is we have four locations. When we started, we originally had one page for our one location. And now that we've expanded, each location has their own Facebook page. So I see that you're on our, our Carlstadt location that's in North New Jersey. There are three other Facebook pages dedicated to each of the other three stores. For those, we typically just put out uh, specials or if something specific happens with that specific store, that'll be it. Um, are they all owned by you, the same company? They're all the same company. And I think that my main challenge with it is the discontinuity between what to post for our overarching business and what we could post for a specific smaller business on their smaller individual Facebook page. Or if we even need the individual Facebook pages for the individual stores. Okay. So here's my thoughts on that. Is there any thought to selling any of the locations anytime soon? No. Then I wouldn't, I would, one Facebook page is fine. Um, and then you could put specific, if you need something specific, you can just, if it's an ad, you can run the ad that's a mile around that specific business that you post on your thing. Or you can go into the, the Facebook, um, they have a, either an ads manager or they have a business manager that you can post to that specific 
area and it doesn't get shown in your main feed if you wanted to run an ad. Other than that, I think having multiple Facebook pages is just way too much work. Just merge them all into one. It is. This is uh, what, what I kind of got handed at, yeah. at one point, and, and it's been a bit of a challenge. For example, in one of our stores, we sponsor Student Athlete of the Week at our local high school. Obviously, that's specific to the local high school. So we would put that on the that specific store's page versus the overarching page. I feel people who follow our main page and see you know, the store that they're not necessarily close to might not be as interested in seeing that post or the engagement might not be there. Uh, I'd like to hear maybe- But I a, think that's cool because that's still, that's still you guys as a business. That's what you're all about. And I think even if that's a store-specific post- if I follow you guys, right? But I don't, I'm not close to that specific store, but I see you post that you're supporting the local high school, even though it's not my high school. It makes me think better of you guys. Sure. So I wouldn't even worry about the fact that that doesn't have anything to do with that customer in a different area. I still think that makes you look good as a business. Right. Now, obviously, we can't just shut all these down because we have people who follow these pages. What's the, you can merge them to migrate. I, you can merge them all together. I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm 95% sure that you can merge them. I'd have to dig deep into how to do that, but I know you can merge Facebook page pages into one Facebook page. Okay. I didn't know we could do that. So if you just go to Facebook, there's got, there is a way to find out and be like, you know what? I want to, all these are the same business. Can I just combine them all into one and they'll merge it into one Facebook page? Okay. That's good to know. So then you don't lose anybody. They'll all just follow one page instead of four different ones. Yeah. That was the concern. All right. Well, any other questions for Facebook? I think similar to Instagram, just like keep up your content. I think you're doing a good job there. Okay. No. Questions in. And then uh, TikTok was the other one, right? Yeah. TikTok's fairly new. It wasn't going at all before I came in and I've been trying my best to, to pick it back up a bit. That's mainly the reels that we post on Instagram and getting them out on TikTok. How's it working for you so far? It's a work in progress. <laughs> and what are your thoughts on it? It's interesting. I've, looked up some similarities and differences between Instagram reels algorithm versus TikTok. I know Instagram reels just revamped it. So most of the reels I have on Instagram right now, I'm just cross posting to TikTok. I haven't yep. done much TikTok specific content. Yep. So maybe just looking for inspiration on what works better on TikTok versus Instagram. What's the engagement like? What's the audience like? How is it different? I mean, TikTok's a lot harder to grow today than it was two years ago. You know, two years ago, you could have done all of these posts on TikTok and it would have got five times the engagement you have now. The problem is that it's noisy, right? TikTok's like anybody else. It's it's overcrowded now and they want ad money. So they want you to run ads. Um, I think the most important thing for it, TikTok is consistency. Like have a schedule if it's five times a week and live and die by that schedule. Mm -hmm. because the consistency really matters on TikTok. I see the, the people who can, even if the content's not as good, if you're consistent with it, you get a better chance of growing versus kind of being sporadic with it. Right. Yeah, there's no specific schedule for this. It's just cross-posting, like I said, work in progress. So kind of creating a more definitive schedule, a better outline of what our page is going to look like would, would help us. Yeah, I, how many how many menu items do you have on your menu? A lot. There, yeah, there's a lot. I definitely over a hundred. All right. Well, good news and bad news. Bad news is you got a lot of shit to deal with. Good <laughs> news is you got a lot of content ideas because I always tell people to start with every menu item you have and turn that into a fifteen or twenty second reel of either 
overlaying it or uh, making it or talking about it. So if you have a hundred menu items, that's a hundred pieces of content right there that you can start with before you have to really be creative and think of creative, different ways to showcase something. Just be like, all right, I want to start documenting how we make every single one of these items. And I'm just going to start there. Okay. And then obviously TikTok is a vertical video format. So I would, I would kind of stick to these kind of posts like here where you have the cut and the pizza one, mm-hmm. all they should all be this, not this particular video, but videos like this. Right. I make sure I shoot those vertically. The formatting yeah. gets all wonky. If you get, yeah, do more, more of those and try to see if you can do one every single, if you can do TikTok every single day at the same time, every day, I think you'll be better off. Okay. Consistency. You can schedule TikToks too. Like there's a lot of platforms out there that allow you to schedule TikTok now, either from the desktop version of TikTok itself or, you know, Agora Pulse or um, Buffer or these other platforms that like allow you to schedule social posts. You can do that ahead of time on TikTok now, whereas before you couldn't. Okay. And then, um, yeah, your bio's fine. TikTok's more about the content itself and people engaging with it than it is going to your bio and clicking links like it does on Instagram. All right, so that looks good. What what about text and email? What can I answer for you on that? Uh, text and email, we've had a lot of people opt out of our, our text messages recently. It's what we really use it for is deals of the day or yeah. uh, a promotion that we're doing. So like I said today, if we want to use it as an example, um, World Pasta Day, that'll be the text. Buy one, get one at Master Pizza. I will put my website in the text message okay. and send it out that way. The problem is a schedule for that. I feel we've lost a lot of people. People have opted out because we bombard them sort of yeah. with text messages. I'm personally also have signed up for text message reels that I forget about and my phone blows up with 50 <laughs> How often are you sending out the text? Got to get rid of them. Um, try to do the beginning part of the week, Monday through Wednesday on the slower days of business. Yeah. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday through Thursday, sometimes uh, maybe two to three times a week. Okay. Oh, so you're texting people two, three times a week. That is a lot. Yeah. So I would maybe, maybe that's, I mean, I, I mean, does it work? Do people order? People definitely order from them. Definitely. Okay. We've seen a lot of uh, coupons tied specifically to text. So we're able to keep track of it in the system and see how many, I guess, uh, conversions we get from it. So it works. But we're also seeing more opt-outs. So for yeah. every, you know, people for for every person that uses the coupon, we get two to three people that opt out of it because they might think it's it's too many texts, which is okay. a backward slope. So is it growing or is it decreasing the amount of people on the text itself? Right now it's it's slightly on the decreasing side. Okay. So maybe throttle that back. I would say throttle that back to once a week and see how that works. And then if you see a, if you don't see the decrease, then you can be like, all right, maybe every other week or every once in a while we can do two a week. Um, if you're losing people because you're doing it too much, you kind of don't want to do that. It's almost better to be like, you know what? I don't want to, that one text extra a week is not worth losing people off of our text platform. If a couple people convert. So maybe do it just once a week. And then if there is something that's demanding on top of that, you can add it in. The other thing is like, what's the opt-in process? Like, do you tell people that they're getting texts? Like, is it an opt-in thing? 
So that's inconsistent. When I came in, it was something that was on our pizza box and yep. uh, I guess a QR or a text code that we had in store. Figuring out a way to market that and, and get people to sign up has been a challenge. I'm not sure what's worked for other businesses or what works in the past to get people to sign up for it. So you, they have to opt in with the QR code and then you, they get added to a separate thing, right? I shouldn't have said QR. It's uh, one of those short code numbers that you text. So text. Okay. So like seven, two, seven, two, seven, two. That's not the Correct. number. So don't text that, but something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So QR codes work really well offering something. What are the, how do they opt into that? Do you offer them something in exchange for them to opt in? We used to, we don't anymore. All right. So I would offer something. If you really want to grow your text or email list, like a free small pizza, doesn't cost that much for you, but to the customer, it's like, okay, that's great. That's a great thing for me to exchange my phone number and or email in exchange for a free something. Right. Um, the other thing is like setting expectations for when you're and how much you're going to text and or email is very important in the beginning. If I give you my phone number and I know that by giving you my phone number, I'm going to get a text every Monday and Wednesday but I gave you my phone number and I knew that ahead of time, I'm not going to opt out as quickly as if I give you my phone number. I don't know when you're going to text me. And all of a sudden I get three texts in a row. Mm -hmm. So setting expectations of what they can expect from you when they do give you their phone number is very important for, to decrease the opt outs from people who are opting out because you're texting too much. I think that would be good to put in the initial message after they sign up instead of a, thanks for yeah. signing up. You could say, thank you. Expect XXX. Yeah. Way. Hey, moving forward, here's how we work. Every Monday and Wednesday, we send out a tech with this with text with the specials we have going on. If that sounds good, great. Like now okay. you know. Like, then they then they know exactly what to expect from you moving forward. So it's not a shock. Like, wow, I wanted a free pizza, so I gave him my phone number. Now I get text every day from him. It's like a little bit <laughs> a little bit too much. No, of course. All right. Um, and then email. What about email? Email marketing, we've taken back on. We weren't getting as many hits as we used to. Um, okay. Someone I work with on it says it's it's slightly outdated. So we've been really pushing more towards all the other ones that we did before. And taking so, do email. you send out emails now or no? We do. It's mostly generic emails of you know check out our website. This is what we have going on. Very, very generic, nothing new, nothing creative. And do you use your? Who do you send that out through? Mailchimp. All right. So does Hunger? I think Hunger Rush does email, right? They do. So I would use email as not necessarily a broadcast thing, but almost like a trigger based thing. So people who haven't ordered from me in a while or somebody who ordered yesterday, I would send them an email today and say, hey, I saw you ordered yesterday. How was everything? More of that. So you can uh, behavioral based emails versus just like just sending out broadcast emails. Okay. So I would check with Hunger Rush to, hey, what does it cost? Because I know MailChimp's not cheap. If you have anything over 5,000 emails, it's like, it could be like a hundred dollars a month. Right. And it has no data. All it has is the email and how many people opened and clicked. Like there's no ordering data from customers that you have. If hunger rush can help you with email and say, all right, it can not only help you send the emails, but it can help you decide who is best to email today based on what they ordered, how much they ordered, if they haven't ordered in a while, you can get those people to order more by sending trigger-based emails versus just mass broadcast ones. Okay. That's what I would do. Keep the MailChimp because it's not bad to send an email once in a while to everybody, but the easiest way to grow sales is to get someone who calls you right now to order more, right? Upsell them. 
and to get your customers who have ordered in the past to order more frequently. Somebody orders once a week, get them to order twice a week. Somebody orders once a month, get them to order twice a month. That's all in your email and your text. If you can get people to do that, then that's an easy way to raise sales versus finding new customers is the hardest, most expensive way. It definitely is. With email specifically, me personally, at the very least, I get hundreds and hundreds of emails a day for things like I said, I don't know that I signed up for. So yeah. that's where we came up with the outdated label towards it and started pushing more towards Facebook, Instagram, and, yeah. and our website directly. So we do still use MailChimp. Hunger Rush has a good promotion system that I haven't exactly looked into. So yeah, check that's it something out. to keep in Most, I always say, if, you're, if you use a point of sale system, try to see one that has integrated email because the data is all there. It's hard to use a MailChimp or um, a Constant Contact or AWeber or something like that because it doesn't, unless you go through each email and and like physically look at it compared to your point of sale, it's hard to get the data out of there other than just opens and clicks. If you use your point of sale system, you can see like, all right, this person ordered last Thursday. This is what they ordered. This person used to order once a month they haven't ordered in two months. Why not? Like, and then you can send those people specific emails and it can be different. It doesn't have to be the same. If someone hasn't ordered from you in three months, you want to send them a different email than someone who orders from you once a week. Definitely. So the point of sale system, if it's set up, probably should be able to help you with that. And we did that, I guess, as a segue into our mass mail. That yeah. is one of the most expensive um, marketing. Who are you using for that? That we have a uh, printer, I guess, printed postcards with coupons yep. on them. And we go through our PROS. We see exactly how many people haven't ordered an X amount of time. And we send them these coupons saying, hey, we miss you in the yep. mail directly through the post. And that you should be able to do that with your email. email. Yeah. Well, that would that was ultimately the goal. But we don't have the same data that we do. It's not built into the POS. Uh, so check with Hunger Rush because I know Hunger Rush has that available for email. Say, so, hey, listen, I do these postcards. I want to do this with email. I want to see anybody who hasn't ordered it in 30, 90, 30, 60, 90 days. And instead of sending them a postcard that cost me 250 I want to send them an email that cost me two cents. Sure. And then do it that way. What do you, who, who do you use for the postcards and uh, direct mail? Like who makes the stuff for you? We have a independent printing company that my family's used for lots of years they're they're wonderful it's called king kong printing I'm just okay. plug for a sec they print yeah. do our logos um we did a postcard with the football schedules on them the national football league schedules with our coupons in the middle we did a flyer for summer and then like i said the one we miss you coupon it was a voucher for a pizza that just went out and we've been getting a lot of those back recently do you do deliveries too yeah we're pickup and delivery at the store okay so do you do that when they deliver those direct mail pieces do they go by like mailer root carrier routes or how do they yes. deliver them? Okay. So you pay ahead of time. So if it says, all right, we're going to send out 10,000 flyers this week, you pay for 10,000. Yes, exactly. Okay. And then it goes to that carrier route. So you can pick what postal zip code you want to have based on your customers, where they are. Right. Yeah. Usually we'll set it as a budget and say, okay, this is how much we want to do. And then we'll go through the map, see how much of the area that budget covers. And if we have to add or subtract a little bit, hit this road instead of that one or this section of town instead of that one um it's also data based so we look at our 
customers through the POS and see where the most densely populated places that are ordering are. And if we want to extend to an area and we have you know money in the budget to do it, we, we do that. Okay. What about like cold calling? Do you ever cold call businesses and be like, hey, how many people work there? Three pizza today. <laughs> Not in a while. We do that. That used to do that. It worked tremendously for us for lunch business. We used to call businesses and be like, hey, how many people are on our offices that we knew would order out? How many people working there today? And they'd be like, ah, oh, 10 people. I'm like, all right, we're going to send you two pizzas for free. And they'd be like, really? And then we just have a guy who his job was like, he was a delivery driver, but he was trained to kind of, as a salesperson, to be like, all right, he's going to bring menus. He's going to go talk to the people. How often do they order lunch? Where do they do their catering? Do they have any events coming up? So it was a way to kind of get us in the door to pitch them on what we'd offer them if they ever did an event or catering. And then it would convert some people for the office for lunches. And then some people would just find us that they lived in the area and they didn't know we were there and they just happened to work there that day and they tried our pizza and they liked it. So it's a great, another great way to kind of get business. And all you got to do is pick up the phone and call businesses. No, definitely. That's well, thinking out of the box. It's awkward though, because like you, you're cold calling someone and not everybody's comfortable cold calling somebody and just being like, Hey, this is, uh, this is Bruce over at XYZ pizza. How many people are working there? They're like, what? Yeah. Click. You know, some people hang up on you and it's, you got to get rejected. No, you got to have some uh, willpower. <laughs> yeah, so it's not easy to do. Instagram is very easy to post to Instagram. Be like, oh, I work today. I posted three times Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's not the most effective way to get business. No, and a lot of that is um, really going to the stores, being hands-on, Yeah, taking content there. Because I, like I said, I'm one of the, if not the only person that shoots the content and edits it using whatever apps I have on my phone to do so. So yeah. that is, you know, that's work in and of itself. How often are you in the store working? Do you work like make pizza or whatever your job is there? Yeah, that that pops up every so often. We need someone to come in and fill, you know, a counter position or a delivery position. I'll do that probably. Right now, it's about once a week. Uh, Halloween's coming up. I'm working on Halloween, just because that's a big day. Yeah. So maybe one totally. one to three times a week, three on the high side. So then you have other time to go in there and be able to kind of create content. The good thing about the content that you create is you can repurpose it months later, you know, something that you took two months ago, you could post again and you can edit it a different way or post it on a different platform or just post it the same exact way. Three months later, no one's going to remember what you posted three months ago. Definitely. And that's the goal when I shoot too, is, is shooting loose clips and, you know, five, six different angles of the same pizza. That way you can yeah. repurpose it into four or five different videos or four or five different clips of it. That right. I found has really worked for, for saving time if I need to. And, instead of having to go back to the store and wait until I'm there again or go in there to, to shoot yeah. new video, I can, you know, refurbish, recycle old clips. Right. Perfect. All right. Anything that you need to ask me? Nothing to ask you in particular. I was really trying to get as much advice as I could. I'm still new to this. I'm still taking over and, and trying to learn the ins and outs of it. And it's, All it's right, been well, fun. We, it's really been yeah, fun. It's, listen, it's a learning process. Nothing is, there's no set. This is exactly what you do. Everything changes, even direct mail that's been around forever. You know, there's thing, things in direct mail that when I did direct mail 20 years ago worked great that today don't work at all. So everything is a learning process and you just got to take the data points that you get from what you do and analyze it and do more of what works until it doesn't. And if something works phenomenal, double down on it. Like if you send a mailer out and it's like this mailer worked phenomenal, send twice as much out next time because you don't know how long that's going to work for. Yeah. Definitely. Where can people go say hello to you? Or I know we went over your Instagram account, so I'm sure they could see it, but what's the website? Our website is www.masterpizzaonline.com.
John Marco, thank you for doing this. Don't go anywhere yet, but I appreciate you coming on here and hanging with me. No, thanks for having me. It was great. I appreciate talking to you. Thanks for hanging out with me here on the podcast. Appreciate you. Leave me a review on iTunes or Spotify. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. I know you get sick of me hearing this say, say this all the time after every single podcast, but it really helps the show. And it really motivates us to do more podcasts like this because you give us the five-star ratings. You go subscribe on YouTube. You share these podcasts with your friends. And it's very helpful. So I thank you in advance. Also, if you want to be part of your uh, part of our next marketing review, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash marketing. It's going to bring you over to the calendar of our availability and you can check out what we have. And if you want to sign in, it's going to ask you a couple questions and then you can just sign up for a date. No strings attached. It's free. All you have to do is be okay with the fact that we are going to share it on our social media and podcast. So if you're okay with kind of us hammering away at your social media and giving you some harsh critiques, but also some good advice, go do that. Thank you so much to everybody who's listening to the podcast. See you next time, everybody.